Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Porsche Cooled podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Barth. Uh, if you haven't been to this podcast before, it's just about Porsche, uh, not necessarily the 911, not necessarily uh, air cooled, not necessarily water cooled. It's just all things Porsche. Um, no, uh, no limitations to to chat about anything. So today I thought I would start this podcast uh, just to say thank you for everyone who has been following the podcast. Uh, I've had a lot more uh, views and a lot more followers in the last 10 days, I guess. Um, So thank you very much for the support. Uh, I'm going to keep doing this podcast and I'm going to probably try to do it two days per week, two set days per week. I think those days, I think, will be Fridays and Wednesdays. Uh, so Fridays and Wednesdays, I will upload a new podcast. Um, so it's 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 regular for you guys and you know when, um, when to tune in. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about the value of Porsches, but not necessarily the price value. I want to talk about the value of a low mileage Porsche. Yeah, so I woke up this morning and a friend of mine in Australia um, who owns a 997 GT3 we always exchange uh, links to cars and chat about Porsches. Uh, I'm based in Bahrain. He's in Sydney. I'm originally from Sydney, for those of you who know me. So, But at the moment, I'm living in uh, Bahrain here in the Middle East. So he sent me a link. And it's because I'm always on the hunt, as you guys would know, for a, another 911. Uh, whether it's a uh, car to replace my 997 But now I'm kind of thinking I want to keep my 997 Carrera. Uh, I do own a 997 Carrera 2006 manual. Uh, I've owned it for three years. Uh, And I'd like to add to that. Uh, Originally, I just wanted to replace it and get maybe a 997.1 or a 997.2 GT3. If funds prevail, then, you know, a GT3 RS is very appealing. But the the standard GT3 is probably more uh, something that I'm more interested in. My latest train of thought, and this is what happens when you're in isolation and you have very little to do, you do a lot of searching and you search all the sites. And I'm sure all of us are doing the same thing at the moment because most of us are still in isolation. Where was I going? That's right. So, But now I'm kind of thinking maybe I have a two-car 911 garage. And my last podcast kind of spoke about that. Um, do I get like a, a project type car? Do I get a 996? Do I get a 996 manual? Uh, do I get something as cheap as possible and just fix it up? Uh, do I get something that's got good service history? Of course, there's lots of issues with 996. Uh, but of course, a 996, you know, has the IMS issue, but so does my 997. And my 997 is, uh, is a very, very reliable car. 996 is obviously a little bit worse. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting, uh, I'm going off the subject here for today. But, but I just wanted to say, you know, that that's my original thing was to replace the 997. As the years pass and another year goes by, and you know, the 997 is a, is a very appealing car to hang on to. Uh, my point one is in such good condition. I love that car. It's my first 911. There's something. Maybe I'm being too sentimental, but keeping my first 911. So then I would like to add to it, get another car. Uh, I don't want to spend too much money at the moment, so that's why I was thinking about a 996. I even looked at Boxsters, and someone asked me today uh, in the uh, comments on my YouTube channel, um, which is Michael Bath. They asked me, um, would I look at a 968? And the transaxles. I mean, I look at those as well because I have been listening to Mr. Magnus Walker talk a lot about his. I don't know the upkeep on those cars. I don't know how much they'd they'd cost as a as a maintenance proposition. I don't know how long it would be before you actually, I guess, exceed the cost that you paid for the car. 
Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. I think it was oh, actually it was a really good one. It's with Smoke in Smoking Tire, and it was with Chris Harris. It's one of the best uh, best ones I've listened to in a long time and watched actually. And he was saying he had a Ferrari. I forget which model it was. And basically, he looked back through his receipts, and he'd literally uh, spent more in repairs and maintenance. Uh, than the cost of the car. So then you get to the point, do you keep it? Do you get rid of it? I suppose that's that's the question. But you know, 996s and especially in the US and the UK and a type 996, 911, uh, which is from 98, 99 model year to 2004, um, if you don't know that, um, are a very good entry level 911. I'll try and put a picture up in this video because I'm going to put this on YouTube as well, but I'm not actually filming the video live, but I will try and add images. So for use of the for those of you who, who just listen to these on my YouTube channel, you will hopefully see some images. I'll try and make that so it works better for you so you can actually see it if you're not aware of what these cars are. Because I, I always assume that people who listen to the podcast uh are Porsche enthusiasts. A lot of people that are listening to are people who want to know about Porsche. So I apologize to those people that um, I haven't been doing that for you. But I guess that's the thing. It's the maintenance. It's the maintenance to the value of the car. And when you get to a point, do you keep the car? Do you get rid of the car? Is the car going to be a future classic, etc.? That's not really what I want to talk to today. And going back to my friend that sent me a link uh, earlier this morning, uh, it's Friday morning here in Bahrain. He sent me a link of a 997, 997.2 GT3. Now, what's what's interesting about this GT3, and I'm just trying to get it up on the screen now. So what's interesting about this 997 is this 997 has come from a collection. Uh, it's come from a collection, and I think the person's collection is a guy by the name of, and I always forget his name, and those of you listening from Australia will probably be aware of this name, uh, Rusty someone, Rusty French. Apparently it comes from the Rusty French collection, according to the Porsche forum uh, that everyone's chatting. Of course, this has been this, these cars have only just come up in a last night, overnight, while I was sleeping. So they've just been listed on Lawbeck. Uh, Lawbeck is a car dealer, prestige car dealer in Sydney, uh, in Melbourne, actually. I think it's in Melbourne. Yeah, in Melbourne, sorry. And they've just listed uh, Rusty French's three cars that they've just got in. Now, the interesting thing about these cars is they're all priced at the same value. What's been listed is a 2009 Porsche 911 GT3, a 997.2 Club Sport in black. All these cars are in black. He only, I think, buys black cars and a 2007 Porsche 911 GT3 RS 997.1. Those of you who are watching this on YouTube will see the um, screen up on the on the screen now with these cars. Uh, a 2000 Porsche 911 GT3, so a 996 GT3. All of the cars are priced at the same value and they are priced at 395,000 Australian dollars. Now, I'll let you guys in the UK and US do your conversion, but $395,000 for these cars is very, very high. And there's a reason why they're high is because they've come from a collector, and this collector has pretty much not driven these cars. The 2009 GT3 997.2 Club Sport, so the Series 2, it is literally a new car. It has got 2,330 kilometers. It's a manual. Like I said, those of you watching this on YouTube can see the images on the screen now. It's literally a new car. But does it warrant $395,000? And the question is, would you buy this car with so little mileage? Um, you know, this is a 2009 car. So for 11 years, this car has been driven only 2,330 kilometers. 
Now, I'm going to go back to to someone I've been listening to a lot on, on YouTube and not for any reason, but I'm just listening to a lot of car podcasts at the moment. And, you know, I, I always go back to someone who's got a lot of Porsches. And Magnus Walker, you have to admit, you know, he's bought well, he's got a lot of Porsches, and he's very realistic about Porsche ownership. And he said he won't go near a car that has not been driven, that has got no miles. He doesn't want a car like that. And I've also heard other people say the same thing, you know, and especially with 997s, if you're just buying a 997 like mine, like a 0.1-206 Carrera, that was in my mind when I bought my car. Because of the IMS issue, they say that the car needs to be driven more. The car will give you less issues if it's been driven. And the problem with the IMS, and this is only one of the problems, so don't, don't, don't attack me for this one, is the fact that cars that are not driven are more susceptible to this IMS issue because of the oil, etc. And obviously a car that is driven, you know, is a car that's driven more regularly better than, than having the, the trophy prize and having the, the car with no kilometers at all. You know what I mean? And, and I think this is what we have to start thinking about. We're also like, even when the watch, watch market, you know, and, and those of you also know that I collect, uh, you know, I, I don't really collect watches, but I've started to want to collect more watches. And I've purchased, you know, a couple of watches in the past year. I passed last year, actually, late last year. And the thing is, you start looking at Rolex pages and you start looking at Rolex forums and Rolex pictures on Instagram. And the whole thing, and not just Rolex, Patek and Admar Piguet as well. And it's like people are so hung up on having their watch immaculate, like not getting a scratch on it and not having any any issue with it. You know, when people bought these watches back in the 60s and 70s, they bought them for a purpose. They're a tool watch. They bought them for a purpose. And I'm going to get back to Porsche here. But they bought them for a purpose. And the purpose was, is that you bought a Rolex Submariner because you wanted to dive. You bought a, a Daytona because you wanted to time your speed. You bought a GMT Master because you wanted dual time. They were tool watches. They were worn. You know, some people didn't even keep the boxes. You know, it wasn't that important. Today, we're so hung up on this, 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 uh, picture of everything being picture perfect and maybe that's instagram and maybe that's a curated world that we live in now but it sort of comes back to cars and this is the thing with cars do you want a car was built for a purpose this 991 gt3 997.2 club sport was made by porsche was designed by porsche you know to drive i mean it's set up to drive and i'm not necessarily drive it on a track you know, because when you get into an RS, you know, obviously they're more track focused. But a GT3 is is a track car for the road, let's say. And a lot of people say the GT3 RS really should be just a track, should be just on the on the track, especially the earlier ones like the 996s and 997s. But you know, it's the same as a car. This car is a is it is built for a purpose. It's a tool for a purpose. It's a tool. It's to be driven. It's not a piece of art that should be hanging on the wall. You know, you can appreciate it. You can enjoy it. You can collect it. But for God's sake, you still need to drive it. And, you know, I appreciate, I, I appreciate looking at these cars on Lawback, this, this first one, which is a GT3 997.2 Club Sport, and it's brand new, but it's 395000 Australian dollars. Now, to put this into perspective, I was looking at a 0.2 uh, GT3 997.2. And it was, it's probably late last year, middle of last year. Uh, it was for sale, and it was for sales for some time, and it was sitting around. Let's just say it sits around two hundred and fifty thousand Australian dollars. So you're paying premium for this car, right? Because it's out of a collection. You're paying, you know, you're paying a huge premium. 
So let's just say it's 250,000 what they were selling for, 250 to 270. This one is 395 and it's it hasn't been driven. It may may give you no problems. It may be purchased by someone. Look, someone might purchase it and go, I love this car. I'm going to put it in my collection. I'm going to lock it away for another 20 years and see what happens. But, you know, like you lock it away for another, you know, 11 years, 10 years, say, and then it has maybe 3,000 kilometers on it. How good is that car going to be after that time? You know, how are the seals? How's all the... I know it's being driven slightly, but really this car, it needs to be driven. I would not buy this car. Even if, if, if I had the money, I would not purchase it. I'm not sure what you guys think, but to pay that much a premium for a car with low mileage, I wouldn't do it. The second car that's been listed, and this is interesting because they're all the same price. They're literally all of the same price. So uh, those of you will see it on the screen now, it's a 2007 GT3 RS. Now, the pinnacle of the GT3 RS, the, the, the GT3 RS that we all love, I think, is the 997 GT3 RS. This is a 0.1, and it's in black, and it has uh, orange wheels with the orange stripe. Uh, this one, again, is 395. Now, this one, in some ways, it has low, low mileage as well, but the price of this one is not that premium, which I find very interesting the way they price these cars. Um, once again, it really hasn't been driven. But I think when it comes to an RS, most people that buy them, I don't know, they're a bit like Ferraris, aren't they? They don't. People don't really want high kilometers on a GT3 RS. Or if they have low kilometers, are they just track miles on a GT3 RS? But, you know, this hasn't really been priced at that much of a premium. This one is 395,000. Uh, compared to the, the, point one, uh, the compared to the point two GT3 that I was just talking about, this one is... How do we say this one? Usually, I think there was one for sale which uh, in Australia sold for was advertised for about three thirty, and it was in the same color and it sat there for quite some time. It's not fast to sell these cars for some reason, and probably because they are really track focused. Uh, I really like the black and orange. I think the black uh, with the orange decal on the side, GT3 RS, the orange painted wheels, the orange bar inside. I mean, it's a good spec. It really is a nice spec. Uh, like I said, this one has 6,519 kilometers. It's a 2007.1 GT3 RS. Now, this is priced at 395 as well. And like I said, these ones sell for, it depends. The prices have dropped a little bit. But, and I'm, I'm basing this on Australia, so let me know in the comments about other prices in other markets. The one that was for sale was about 330 Australian. It sat there for at least five months, four to five months. It's sold recently. I don't know if it's sold at that price or it's sold less, but it was about 20% less than this car. Uh, obviously, it had more kilometers. I think it had about 25,000 or something, 30,000 maybe. Could have been less, but it did have uh, more kilometers. But it was the same year and it was the same color. So this one's not super premium. And then you have a 2001 911 GT3, which is also part of this uh, Rusty French's three cars that he has for sale on Lorbeck. Now this one is this one is quite crazy. This one is three hundred ninety-five thousand. Now this is a nine nine six point one GT three. All right, great car, collectible car. Yes, some people prefer the point two, some people prefer the point one. They prefer the wing shape on the point one. They prefer the rawness of the point one. The point two, a lot of people don't think it's it's the same drive. Now. This is the value of buying something with no kilometers. This car has 120 
five kilometers. Now in miles, what's that? Sixty over sixty miles. That's it. It literally has delivery kilometers. This car has not been driven. Has not been driven. This is a GT3. What is a GT3 built for? It's built for the drive. It's built to drive. It has not been driven at all. Um, it has the nice wheels. Uh, it's black again. You know, it has the, I don't know, the two-piece wheels, isn't it? The forge wheels. Is that what you call them? I don't even know what those wheels are. I should know what they are. I mean, this one is uh, 395,000. So it's black, silver wheels. Uh, it's got the lightweight buckets. It's all probably optioned. It's got a full roll cage. So it's optioned with the full roll cage. It's immaculate inside, inside as you would think it would be because it hasn't been driven. It has the lower part of the console delete, which is a nice option. The 996s and GT3s always look better with that option delete. Uh, and that's about it. It's, it's like a new GT3 that you would have bought, a GT3 Club Sport, in 2000. So it's a 20-year-old car. But it's a 20-year-old car that has been driven 125 kilometers. And I keep coming back to this. The, 99, the, the GT3s, 911s, they're a tool. They're a tool that we use to drive. They're a tool that we use to get excitement. They're a tool that we use to enjoy our life. Um, I know everyone has their own forms of enjoyment and someone's enjoyment is to buy this car, sit it in a warehouse and look at it every now and again. But once again, I come back to the point, uh, would you buy a car that only has 125 kilometers on it that is 20 years old? Personally, I wouldn't. Um, and I'm a little bit on Magnus Walker's uh, theme here that, you know, you drive it, you buy a car that has been driven, that's been, you know, that has, I guess it has a story to it. I mean, this car, does it have a story to it? Not really. You're buying a car that's, in a way, it has, has it got personality? It's got Porsche 911 personality. It's got the GT3 personality. You know what I mean? It's like a new car. But it hasn't got the personality in that someone has owned it before you. Someone has driven it before you. You take it over and you drive it. You know what I mean? You buy this car with 125 kilometers on it. Are you going to drive it? It's 395000 Australian dollars. A GT3 uh, in the same year, actually no, a 2003 GT3 is, is for sale at the moment at Auto House Hamilton, who serviced my car in Sydney, Australia, a uh, Porsche specialist in Sydney. And they have it for 129,000 Australian dollars. Now, that one does not have the lightweight buckets, it's not club sport, it doesn't have the roll cage as this one does. Um, but it is a, um, it is a 996 GT3. Uh, so I don't know, 129, it's a third of the price, literally a third of the price. Uh, I know which one I would buy. I know which one I would buy. To me, buying a car with so low kilometers is really not a good uh, value proposition. So I'm guessing this happens all over the world and I'm guessing it's, a, it's you know, there are collectors that, that, that have these cars and there are collectors that, that store them away and, you know, keep them to make money on. Uh, of course, these cars, I think he would have, you know, he's making a little bit of money, but in all honesty, he's not making that much. Actually, a 996 GT3 in 2000 was probably 300,000, I think, Australian dollars. I think. Uh, don't, I'm not 100% sure of that, but I think it was about 100,000, 300,000 Australian dollars. So there's about 100K there. The GT3 RS at 395. Honestly, I think the GT3 RS at 395, wasn't that about what they were priced then? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I haven't got the facts in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that's close to it. Uh, that 
991 GT3 997.2 at 395, that's probably a little bit more than was worth then in uh, 2009. It's probably around 330 or something like that. So, of course, there's a bit of money to be made here, but but the 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 value proposition the enjoyment that you're getting out of it you're sitting you're sitting having a car a beautiful a beautiful car I was going to swear then but the best car you could drive a GT3 or a GT3 RS and you're letting it sit i don't know it seems it it it, it seems like a crime to me. I don't know. It seems like a crime. I think you, you want to have a car like this. You want to drive a car. So how do, what does that mean? What am I talking about today? Well, I'm just saying on general terms, when you're searching for a Porsche, and I've been doing this because I've been looking at 996s, and I've been looking at 996 turbos, and I've been looking at 996 GT3s, and now I'm looking at 968s and 928s. You know, And I found a 996 turbo, uh, continuing on from the theme of my previous uh, podcast, a 996 Turbo, and it has 120,000 Australian kilometers. Now, 120,000 Australian kilometers is nothing. It's absolute nothing. And this car is selling for 99,000 Australian dollars. And this car will take a long time to sell because it has the full terracotta interior. Now, I'm not a big fan of red. Uh, Those of you who know me will know I'm not a big fan of red. But there's something about the gray and the terracotta red interior on this turbo that actually works. And I think it's because it is a turbo. It's something that harks back to the earlier generations of turbo. Now, the fact that this car is for sale in Australia, and sorry that I always refer to Australia because that is my hometown, even though I've been based in London for a long time and then now in Bahrain, but that's where my car is at the moment. My car is in storage in Australia, my uh, 06, sorry, I said 07 before, I think, 06997.1 Carrera. But... Um, this this turbo, I think, is a really good buy because it's $99,000. I don't think it's going to sell for $99,000. And then the car market now with COVID-19 is that things are going to be, people are going to have less money to sell. There's going to be more cars on the market. But because it's got a red interior in Australia, red interiors don't aren't that popular there. People like black cars, black, black. Uh, that's pretty much what they like, black interior. Even tan interiors are hard to sell. So I think this car is a really good, a really good buy, especially because it's got 120,000 kilometers, got a red interior. He's got it at 99, which is very reasonably priced, considering there are some other people with like 30,000 kilometer turbos wanting 170,000 Australian dollars. Once again, is there value in the fact that you're buying that you're that you're buying a turbo, or you're buying a 911? Let's just say, is is it worth the money to spend? you know, that much more, 60,000, 65,000, 60%, 65% more for a car that has a third of the kilometers, a third of the miles. I'm starting to think it isn't. And I'm starting to think with 911s, it really is better. And I I guess within reason here, if it's got 300,000 kilometers or 300,000 miles, maybe that's too much. But I'm thinking in reason that it's, that at least shows that the car has been enjoyed, it has been driven the motor has actually had the exercise that it needs to stay healthy. And I think we put way too much value, and I think it's because of social media and it's because of Instagram and it's because of sharing of things that people think that everything has to be so pristine. Everything has to be low mileage. Everything can't have any patina. Watches can't have scratches. You know, everything has to be a full set. Maybe it's time to readjust our way of thinking. And maybe uh, after COVID-19, maybe we will readjust our way of thinking that, you know, like we've taken for granted so many things. We've taken for granted, you know, our freedom and our, and our, and our leisure and our, and our interactions with everyone else. 
And, you know, if we didn't have the internet and we didn't have social media and that at the time, it would be a very difficult time if people were in isolation. In some ways, we have to feel like we're a little bit lucky that we can still communicate. Um, the uptake of Zoom, the uptake of Twitter, the uptake of Skype during these periods, you know, when you see the figures, it's crazy that people weren't even using these tools. People weren't even using uh, Zoom, for example, for, for meetings. They were, used, they were meeting through WhatsApp or through Slack or, or these other means. Um, you know, so I think we've been very lucky that we have those tools to use. But I think we also have to be very careful that that when you buy a car or you buy a watch or, it's, or, or something of that thing, that we can't get too hung up in the miles. Um, sure, you want the car to have, it, to, the car to have um, you know, a, a log history and log books, you know, because you can see that it's been serviced. You don't just want a car that's been driven to death and it hasn't been serviced. As long as it's been driven, as long as it's been looked after, you know, the fact that you buy this car and it has those stories, you know, that someone else has owned it, that, that you are the next person to take this car, whether you keep it for the rest of your life or you sell it onto someone else, every 911 has a story. And there's something about 911s and they just have that, it's just that personality that's built into them. And I think that's what's so nice about classic 911s is that, that so many people have owned them. So many people have enjoyed that experience. And if the car hasn't been driven, part of that experience is missing. 911s are a tool. Watches are a tool. They're fit for a purpose. We should use them for that purpose. Um, I think that's about it for the podcast today. Um, like I said, my name is Michael Bath. This is the Porsche Cool Podcast. Uh, you can listen to this podcast. I'm not sure what you guys are listening to this on now, but it's on Apple. It's on Google. It's on uh, Spotify. It's on most of the major uh, most of the major um, podcast platforms. It's on TuneIn. Uh, if you just do a search for Porsche School Podcast, it will come up. It comes up everywhere. I'm also putting these uh, on my YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel is just under Michael Bath. If you do a search for Michael Bath, the channel will come up. It's also linked in this podcast, below this podcast, in the comment section, um, in the information section, I should say. But uh, it will be on YouTube after it goes live on Podbean. And once it goes live on Podbean, it'll be on Apple and all the other platforms. But if you like this podcast, uh, please give me a like and any reviews for the podcast will be helpful at the moment because um, I have zero reviews. But thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Porsche Cool podcast. Today, we're just talking about the value of a no mileage 911. Would you buy one? Would you give it a miss? Uh, and and the, purpose of, uh, the purpose of or the, the, the reason why we own 911s is to drive them. Uh, and I think that's something we can't lose and we have to remember but i would not buy a car with uh, very 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 low kilometers i think it's a mistake anyway thanks for listening today and uh i hope to, to uh i hope to talk to you guys again soon like i said it's friday today here in bahrain and i'll do this podcast on fridays and wednesdays from now on thanks for listening bye for now <laughs>